Welcome to the official podcast of the Entrepreneur Summit. These are events that teach you strategies from the experts, lessons learned from the trenches, and connections to take your business to the next level. Welcome to another episode of season three of the Entrepreneur Summit podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Smith, and we are so excited to be back for our third year. Once again, we'll be in Frisco, Texas, and this year we are moving to a two-day event on June 18th and 19th. Now, what's unique about this is you can come for one day or you can come for two days, whatever, however you'd like to buy your ticket. We have a one-day option, a two-day option, and a VIP option that gets you into the VIP happy hour in addition to the two-day event. So you can see our entire lineup get your tickets, use code GUEST, G-U-E-S-T, for 20% off, all over at eSummitEvents.com, eSummitEvents.com. Before we get into this episode, I want to first thank our sponsors. First, we have IKEA, and IKEA in Frisco is right next to our venue over at the uh, convention center in Frisco, and they are it's a beautiful facility. They're all about helping business owners with their spaces. So whether you are a solo person with your uh, home office, they will help you redesign that entire thing. Or if you've got an office building that you need some help with with design, utilize their design center because I'm telling you, they are amazing. So check them out. Of course, ikea.com and then specifically to the Frisco one just off 121 and the tollway. We also are welcoming, once again, for the third year in a row, the Frisco EDC. Frisco is a suburb of Dallas, if you don't know about it, and is literally one of the fastest growing cities in America and has has just been voted the best place to start a small business. So it kind of worked out perfectly that we uh, launched our Entrepreneur Summit here and we continue to be here. So the Frisco Economic Development Center is an incredible organization bringing great companies here to Frisco. If you're thinking about starting a business, if you've got a business, you need a great place to build it. I'm telling you, I'm not sure there's a better place to do that than Frisco, Texas. Our other sponsor we want to thank is Salesforce. Salesforce has an incredible suite of products for small businesses. They'll be at this year's summit in addition to helping business owners learn how to utilize some of these amazing tools to streamline set some processes in, save some time, save some money. They'll be here to help you do just that. So check them out over at salesforce.com. And again, you'll be able to meet them on June 18th and 19th at the summit. So go get your tickets now. Hurry up. EastSummitEvents.com. Again, use code guest. And uh, here is our next episode of the podcast. All right, welcome to another episode of the Entrepreneur Summit Podcast, Season 3. I've got one of our incredible keynoters, Carrie Wilkerson. She's the best-selling author of The Barefoot Executive. She's an, I mean, you're just an expert. You've been on the online world now for so many years. Thank you so much for coming. So many years. I'm like a grandmother in online marketing now. No, the, well, the thing about being a grandmother in online marketing is all it takes is like three years and you're a grandmother. <laughs> You know, and and the truth is, um, my friends and I that have been around 11 and 12 years now, we look at how many people have come and gone or they'll make a big splash and then all of a sudden they're gone or they have, you know, legit jobs now or whatever. So the truth is, there's a core group of us that have really been there and done that. and, And it has been a long time. I used to be one of the youngsters and now I'm not anymore. So... 
There we go. Well, I'm interested in that because today we're going to talk about building your tribe. And I think it, you know, obviously it applies with the online world, but I think it it applies to every business. You've got to have Mm -hmm. raving fans, people who, you know, love you or love your product, whatever it is. So can you tell us a little bit about how you ended up in the industry? You know, we talked before the call for a long time, you were known as the Barefoot Executive. You wrote a book as a Barefoot Executive, and that's a brand now that that was. So can you tell a little bit about the world, like how you got started in, in really the lifestyle entrepreneur and, you know, the maintenance of, of keeping that for this time now? Yeah. So, um, (laughs) the, I've been working at home for 21 years and yeah. And before it was really a thing. Um, and it was because, you know, we hear the saying necessity is the mother of invention. Well, when I adopted my older two kids, they were siblings and we adopted through the foster care system in Texas. And all of a sudden, everything I was doing didn't matter. All of a sudden, um, I had these two kids that needed me full time and we made a choice. And, and the internet was kind of new. There were bulletin boards and email, but it wasn't what we know it now. But I said to my husband, I think there has to be a way to combine what I know plus this technology and create some income working at home. So Erin, I didn't really have a big business idea. I never had this Zuckerberg moment. I never had a big driving passion to be in business for myself. I worked for government. I worked, I was an employee my whole life and I was a good one. But I was a bored one. Yeah. And and then all of a sudden these little people came along and I said, you know, I just I just want to stay home with them. And it's because, and not that I think um, I'm not one of those that thinks everybody needs to be home with their kids. I think that really is up to everybody in their family situation. Agreed. You were coming out of a situation where they did not know who their parent was. They did not know where their stability lied. They had a lot of therapy appointments and a lot of needs. And I, I couldn't do the pick up and drop off and hand off. And I, I just had no peace about it whatsoever. So I said, uh, babe, I'm going to, I'm not going to go back to teach. This is like the night before we had to sign teacher contracts the night before he said, Okay, now keep in mind, he was probably making 30 something grand a year at the time. This is 21 years ago. And he said, You know what? If we have to eat rice and beans, whatever, you have always figured it out. I have confidence we'll figure it out. Um, we had about six weeks left on my teacher contract as far as paychecks. So I had about six weeks to figure something out. And that's how me working at home started. I became a barefoot executive by just flat necessity. I went into the sales field because that's kind of all there was at the time. And then that evolved. And about three years later, I used the internet, sure enough, to create a service-based business. I'm one of the first virtual services company, virtual assistant companies that I'm aware of on record. We leveraged contractors that to this day, I've still never met them across the United States. Um, Taught myself FTP and front page and all those things that um, I didn't want to know, but I felt like I had to know before all the editors and WYSIWYG and all that. So that's kind of how that began. And the way 
we started building an online brand is all the people that came to me and said, why are you guys home in the middle of the day? Because in the meantime, we paid off six figures worth of debt. I retired my husband from his corporate job. So he has literally, we had two more kids. He's literally been here with every kid until the youngest was in first grade. Wow. They had a full time at home dad for 12 years, which is amazing. And there's no substitution for that. Um, so the barefoot executive came about because people said, what are you doing? <laughs> what, what are you guys doing at home? How can you guys go have lunch in the middle of the day? Why are you sitting around without makeup and your hair not done and you know, camo on? I promise you most days I am dressed better than this, but, but what, what's going on? Why are you so present? And so I started getting asked to speak and do, um, teleconference calls. That's back when we didn't have zoom and, and we didn't have podcasting as much. So I really was pulled into a tribe that I had no intention of forming. And my husband's nickname for me was a barefoot executive. Mm. So that's, that's what I used as a website and it resonated with people. They got it. They understood it. And um, I think they kind of figured if that Southern mom of all those little kids can figure this out, surely I can figure this out too. So I just, I just started from there. I was no guru. I was no expert. I just was telling people what I knew. And then if I didn't know, I was willing to go find the answers for them. And that's how it all began. So I've worked at home since 1998 in one capacity or another. And then in 2007, August 27th of 2007 is when I launched the Barefoot Executive website my very first online thing. I did start an e-zine, remember those? And mm -hmm. in early 2007 called Incredible You. It was encouragement and motivation. And um, interestingly, if we're gonna talk about tribe building and affinity building, I have people that still come to my events today that have been on my email list since Incredible You. Wow. 11 years they've been on a digital list of mine. Wow. That's amazing. So what are, okay. Cause a lot of people are like, Oh, this, I can do this or I can juggle. I mean, I've got two kids and the juggle isn't easy. What do you think, you know, and we're going to talk about building tribes. What do you think are some of the keys to your success of what a, the longevity, you know, I mean, raising, Yes, as they get older, they get older, it gets quote unquote easier, but then you've got 50,000 things you're doing for them. Um, and maintaining a business and all that and speaking and, and doing all these things, like it's definitely not, you're not like just sitting at home eating bonbons in front of a computer. I have yet to see a bonbon. I don't, I don't even know. I, you know, I don't know what they look like. I like do like ladies who lunch and out meeting people for coffee. And, and it's just, it's just not real life. That's not how I've built. Um, but my kids are spread out such that mine still hasn't really gotten easier. I mean, I'm not changing diapers anymore, but you're right. right. Like carpool and they all go to school at different times. And then even having college kids is not super easy. So my kids now range from 11 to 21, uh, 22. Um, wow. so it's not super easy. The juggle is different. It's different. And the struggle is real. And you have to be a good time manager. I'm 
I get yelled at for saying this sometimes, but I'm not a person who has a lot of staff either. Like I don't have a nanny. I don't, I have a housekeeper that comes once a month to do like the gross clean is what I call it. Like the deep clean. Yeah. We maintain it throughout the month because I believe kids should have chores. Um, my kids do their laundry. I don't have a staff. I don't, I use Instacart, the app that brings me groceries. That's about, you know, one of the only staff that I have. I have a virtual assistant that's been with me 10 years. Wow. 10 hours a month for 10 years. She's amazing. But really, I'm a one-person business. I really am. My husband is now back at work and has been for the last five years. Um, He travels approximately 90% of the time. So I'm Mm. actually a single mom a lot. Yeah, I don't whine about it online because that doesn't get anything done, right? I I just do. So um, the longevity, people say, Carrie, what motivates you to keep going? Um, Bills, paycheck. uh, A lot of people know this, but my oldest son um, has special needs. So he will never be an independently functioning adult. So his, um, his money requirement a month for his care and rehab and, and all of that is a, is a salary, is somebody's yeah. normal salary. So when people say, what motivates you? Well, this isn't optional for me. Getting paid is not an option for me. This is not a side hustle for me. Right. This is sustenance for me. This is my life and my job. And now, of course, it's my mission. But um, it didn't start that way. It started because I needed a paycheck. So right. when people talk to me about longevity, I say, you just don't have a driver. You have to need the money, first of all, because for a lot of people, money is not an option. That's why they don't quit their other job, I guess. And this was my job. So it's why I do what I do. But as far as longevity, what I found is that people, they want to connect with a human. They want to know I'm a mess like they are. And I have, I mean, look at that. You guys, I'm broken out. I've I'm 46 years old doing a podcast with zero makeup on. This is zero makeup on. 46 years old. I mean, that's brave, first of all. (laughs) That's why my people love me because they know I don't sugarcoat mess. I'm going to call it like it is. Um, Sometimes I'm cute. Sometimes I'm not. Sometimes I'm sweet. Sometimes I'm not. But you can always get the truth from me. And I'm always going to tell you what's working and what's not. And I'm always going to tell you um, what's real and what's not. I'm going to warn you against some of those people you should stay away from or maybe a business model. Or I'm going to say to you, maybe you should keep your job because I just don't feel like you've got what it takes because you don't seem to be super motivated. Um, today on Facebook, I have some long, 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 long time friends that every word out of their mouth is about how tired they are, or how overwhelmed they are, how stressed. And what I said was, guys, every time that you say that, it imprints it on your brain. It does. It, it does. No, I know. Oh my gosh. They attacked me like the claw in Toy Story where they're pulling the thing back down. Yeah. They, they didn't want to hear it. And so I just deleted my comment and I just left. I thought, you know, you can't help people that don't want to be happier. You can't help people that don't want to be more positive. And some people really need to keep their job and clock in and clock out. It's not for everybody. The startup life is not for everybody. Neither is the mom life for everybody. Let me go ahead and just say that. People need a little more thought before they get in as well. Um, So that's what I would say the longevity is. I've had people um, stick with me through. I mean, I've lost 80 something pounds the last few years. And I've had people with me fat and skinny. I've had people with me, you know, 
that remember when I announced the baby, baby barefoot, what we called her back then, but when she was born and she turns 11 this week. And, you know, I think people are willing to hang with you if you're not perfect and polished, as long as you invite them on the journey. Too many times, Erin, I think our colleagues want to present this perfectly polished face or right. say, let's turn the camera off today. I'm not ready. Whereas I'm just saying, you know what? I'm proud. First of all, looking pretty darn good for 46. You are looking, you know, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. You, second of all, 46 has lines. And, exactly. And and wrinkles, and especially when you've lost 150 pounds, you know, my skin is not what it used to be, I and mean, that's okay. And so maybe my longevity has to do with the fact that I tell people I'm a mess, and that's okay, because that's where my message comes from. And if you want to learn from my mess, come along. And if you want to bring your mess, let your people be on that journey with you, whether you're the perfect speaker or the perfect you know, if you're in debt, great. Bring them along while you pay off your debt. Some of the best bloggers on the planet are people that started their blog as a journey and were very open about their weight or their marriage or their relationship or their infertility or their paying off debt or their disorganization, whatever that happened to be. Right. I love it. I want to go back to motivation because I agree. And I'm so guilty of like, especially right now, as we record this, I'm less than three weeks away from the event. I'm not sleeping. I am con- I'm tired. I'm done. I don't want to do like, I'm how, what are your secrets to, cause I think, you know, as people are building a business, you know, it, it's not easy. Like, you know, oh. the people who, like you see the people online who are trying to show the perfect image. It is mm-hmm. easy. You know, you mentioned that this wasn't necessarily a driving passion for you initially. Did it become one? And second to that, you know, how, what are your secrets to getting through those? I mean, you know, four kids, business. And like I said, you're speaking, which I've stepped back on speaking a little bit because it's so much travel. Like, how do you, how do you get through those moments too? So first of all, you have to speak life. You have to voice the positive. And when I'm working with my coaching clients or even with my family, tell me something good from today. Tell me a win. Nobody's allowed to whine until they tell me a win. Nobody's allowed to talk about a challenge until we cheer about something. Because those are the things that put us in a place of gratitude and help us think about good things. Um, What we speak about, we bring about. I mean, that's just how neurology works. I am kind of a brain geek because of my son's brain damage. I study it a lot and I so believe it. You can watch somebody talk about how depressed and tired and stressed they are and watch it to feed them. Or you can do what I say and, you know, raise your eyebrows and talk about something else. Talk about something good. Like the eyebrows. My kids are like, "Uh uh-oh, they're over eyebrows. (laughs) You know, I have to know how to change my state, right? So, and it's not about being fake. I mean, listen, I have a special needs adult. Mm. I have um, uh, a daughter who's dealt with chronic mono for two years and we're dealing now with radically shifting her diet because her immune system is under attack and she's been chronically ill for two years at the time when she, when she was supposed to be independent and more of a help. <laughs> so when wow. people say, Oh, as your kids get older, it's gotten easier. Ah, that has not been, <laughs> that's not been my experience. So, so that being said, um, 
you're not going to know a lot of the challenges that I deal with unless we have a face-to-face relationship because I just don't speak life to a lot of them unless we're working on a specific issue that I can help you with that. But how do you get past the tired? Well, first of all, you have to know what your energies are and how to fuel yourself. And I really believe we can overcome a lot of physiology with how we fuel ourselves and how we sleep and how we respect our biorhythms, like what time of day we're doing what. We're doing this in the afternoon. This is rare for me. I rarely do an afternoon interview because I usually dip a little in the afternoon. Yep. I prefer to introvert in the afternoon, especially in early summer when the kids are home and they've got play dates and all those kind of things. But um, I think being really aware of how you fuel your body is wise. And a lot of entrepreneurs, we get this rebellious state. See if any of this sounds familiar. Like, I'm going to wake up when I want to. I'm going to throw away the alarm clock because I'm an entrepreneur and I can. I I only hit my stride at night, so I'm going to stay up as late as I want. And I'm going to eat what I want. And I'm going to go back and forth to the fridge. And I'm going to, you know, we can rebel against structure if we want. Or we can stay within some of that structure as freedom. Right. And so what I know is that by limiting my caffeine to a certain part of the day helps me. What I know is that since I've cut out sugar, refined sugar and packaged food, holy smokes, not only is my skin great for a 46-year-old, I've got the energy of a lot younger people. That's on purpose. And that's because I've learned how to tap into that and how to fuel it. Now, I've also learned how to respect it. And when I'm done, I really have to do work that lets me kind of be done. So maybe that's social media or maybe that's delegation. Or maybe that's just answering emails, you know, whatever that happens to look like. So I think number one is we have to speak it. Number two, we have to be a better manager of our bodies and of our energy and of ourselves. We really do. Nobody is taking care of us but us. And as entrepreneurs, especially since our health premiums are so high, hello. uh, It's insane (laughs) now. Oh, oh my gosh. Family of six. And special needs, I I can't even discuss it. And it doesn't even matter who's in office. It's always ridiculous. It's ridiculous for me for 20 years, and I can't even discuss it without getting emotional about it. But what I will say is I have to be the best steward of me. That's my energy. That's my time. That's my resources. So what you said is key. When you said you had to cut back on speaking, you have to know what to cut. You have to know what builds your bottom line or what builds your most effective goal right then. And we can't do it all and we shouldn't do it all. There are some seasons we need to backpedal and focus more on the kids. When Emily was a senior in high school, I didn't take on any new business that year. I just kind of maintained business. My colleagues were like, what? Your momentum is so good. I'm like, listen, I don't get this year back with her. Exactly. I did prom committee. What in the world? I, who does that? <laughs> when the baby was a four-year-old, I knew it was her last year before kindergarten. I pretty much took the year. And yeah. Said, We're going to go to the zoo. We're going to do play dates. We're going to do these things. And so um, there are seasons. And, and when you have more than one kid, then they see what you do. And now the 14-year-old has already said, are you going to take my senior year off from traveling? Or should I go with you? <laughs> oh, that's another option too. That's it's cool. Another option. Yeah. So speaking, I try not to travel for speaking more than twice a month. It averages twice a month for me. So if I get busier than that, I raise my prices. Oh. 
Yeah. Because I can. Yeah. Right. Um, if I need to be focused more at home, then I crank up my consulting and stuff that I can do from home. As a business owner, it's not only our right, but it's our responsibility to do those kind of things. So that's kind of, those are the things you have to pay attention to your energy, pay attention to your income sources, and don't be reactive, be proactive. You always have more options when you're proactive. Mm, I love that. Okay. We have a few minutes. So can you give like a tip of, I want to go to that proactive side. Like, what are you doing to make sure you're proactive? I like the raising rates. Like I'm at two, we're going to raise the rate. Any other tips you have in that really kind of being on offense, you know, versus always trying to play defense? Yeah, I think it's really, I think it's really important. And if I could just talk to the women for a minute, I would say, girls, it's even more important for us. Guys really get stuck in this trap of um, I'm leaving money on the table or there's more, 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 more. I think with us, we really do have a good gauge for enough. Like what's my, what's my income enough? What's my um, time expense enough? What's my, how many speaking gigs? Uh, there are a lot of my friends, two or three of my friends are some of the most booked female speakers in the world. I don't care if anybody ever says that about me. I don't care if I'm ever the most booked female speaker in the world. I'd be okay being the most expensive. I'd be okay with having the longest waiting list. But to be the most booked, to me, all I hear is suitcase and FaceTime with my Yep, That's all I hear. Exact same. And so, so I think we need to look at what what is our goal income-wise or what is our goal time-wise Put it in a blender and then say, how do I make it work? How do I make it work? For me, that's two speaking gigs a month on average. In the summer, sometimes it's more because I have more help with the kids or they can go with me. Um, you know, but I really try not to be away. So I adjust my fee accordingly. Mm-hmm. Uh, proactive means getting up before the kids get up. I I will speak this to moms until I am blue in the face. Stop letting the kids be your alarm clock. That puts you on the defense all day long, all day long. Stop answering the phone when people call you unless you have an appointment. My family knows if the school calls, I pick it up in case it's a medical thing or if my parents call because my parents, after 21 years, they know to text me unless it's an emergency and then they can call me. Other than that, it goes to voicemail because I'm working on proactive things. Nobody else is going to dip into my time. I wouldn't let them eat lunch off my plate. Right. Right. And so you're not going to let strangers come take money out of your wallet while you're, while you're standing in line somewhere. Why do we let them do our time that way? And one of my speculations is we do it because it lets us avoid what we need to be doing, um, what we know we should be doing. It's an avoidance technique to prevent rejection, right? Oh, I was busy all day long, but I really didn't get anything done. You're busy being busy. Stop that mess. Do something proactively. So get up before the kids get up. Take some time for you to get your act together, get your list together, And don't be that person that says, oh, I don't know what I have today. Let me check my email first, and then I'll tell you what I've got today. No. No. That's people pulling at your time and your energy and your mental bank. Get your work done. Move forward. So, So, like, if I were your coach, 
I would say, Aaron, you need to look at when your best hour and a half of energy is a day. Block that religiously for event work. Mm. Period. And then work like a fiend. Turn every notification off. Don't eat. Don't drink. Don't pee. Nothing during that hour and a half. And you just beast-like work on that hour and a half. Because what I do know about women is we can do more in an hour and a half than men can do in a week. Very true. Yeah. If we set it aside. But then here's what's happening. We sit down and go, I need to work on the event. Okay, look, I have these papers. Oh, whoops, I need to go answer that email from Carrie. Oh, I need to, oh, you need a drink. Oh, I need to sign that permission slip. Oh, let me answer. Right. We've got to, we've got to take out that time, that focused hour and a half for what's moving us forward. And until we make ourselves do that, we're not going to make the progress that we want to make until we have this mom martyrdom or this, this work at home martyrdom of, oh, everybody needs me. And right. Why are you babysitting her kids? Tell her you have a full-time job at the house. Just now, since we've been on this, I have one who's having a play date in the other room. And I yeah. said, I'm going to be on an interview. I want to hear anything between this time and this time. I had another mom come by to pick up some things off the front porch. I said to her, I have an interview. Do not ring the doorbell and I will not be coming out to visit. I'm nicer than that, but not. Right. Right. right? I mean, it's my job. I would not come to their job and expect them to stop and chat with me. We have to start treating our businesses like a job and we have to be better bosses of ourselves. I love it. I could talk about this all day. Uh, unfortunately, we, we have to leave something for the event, right? But I know yes. we're going to talk about building tribes. So yes. Carrie, if somebody wanted to get a hold of you, where could they go? Yeah. So Carrie Wilkerson is my website. Um, I also have a seven day free video series. That's just like three to four minute videos every day. And that's at kerrywilkerson.com forward slash the number seven days, D-A-Y-S. There's no big pitch. There's no any video sales letter. It really is just seven days of me in your head. Sorry. sorry. Um, so if you want to work smarter, those are a lot of my little life hacks on working at home for 21 years, whether I'm barefoot or not, or on a plane or not, or in a hotel or at the beach or wherever or not, uh, teaching you to work smarter and not harder. I love it. Carrie, thank you so much. Thank you. We're gonna, you're going to get to see Carrie on our main stage event, June 19th. So make sure you come, esummitevents.com to get your tickets. Carrie, can't wait to actually officially meet you in person. I'm I'll so excited. I'll look a little different. I'll have on some makeup and some clothes. It's okay. It's, you can wear that. You can totally wear that. No judgment here. But Carrie, thank you so much. And we'll see you in a few weeks. I can't wait. See you guys.